Chapter 1, Stranger Than Fiction. For the record, this book is not written to be a documentary, as that would turn it into a library. Most of my references are common knowledge and only skim the surface in an effort to establish a big picture. To get bogged down in examining the leaves of every tree would be to become lost in the proverbial forest. This compilation is simply the result of assembling the bits and pieces of what I have experienced, seen, and heard into a very unique perspective, quite different from anything most, if even any, have heard or read. That said, have you, as have many others, wondered exactly where our ancient ancestors derived their seemingly strange belief systems? Belief systems forming the incredible array of myths, fables, and gods to which they adhered and worshipped? Personally, growing up, I was led to believe, as with most, those myths, legends, and gods were simply stories peeled out of the ether and just products of vivid imaginations. Doubtless, most people, like myself, have also concluded these so-called myths were nothing but silly stories, fables invented to give the ancients and their families some sense of purpose and security. But is that actually the case? Or is there much more untold background to those alleged fables and myths? After all, just how much truth has been lost through time and the retelling? We in our modern era have been taught we are so much more enlightened than our ancient forefathers, whether accepting evolution or believing in God. For the most part, we believe humanity has evolved to a level of intelligence and sophistication as to see those ancient beliefs as the silly pagan superstitions with no actual foundation in reality. That said, just how do we explain the extremely popular, and even in modern times, concept of beings called angels, both good and bad? After all, just who or what are these mysterious beings that millions still believe exist? And if by chance these exotic or ethereal beings really do exist, and we're so fortunate, or maybe that would be unfortunate to actually witness one, in what form would they appear? Would it be that of a pudgy winged baby? Or maybe more closely resembling white-clad adults sporting huge feathered wings? Should we conclude these angelic beings actually exist? If we do, just where is this proverbial heaven or hell where they supposedly live? That ethereal place to which most religions teach we ascend versus descend upon death. If there is such a place, would it be in our own galaxy, or would it be somewhere else in the universe? Or maybe it's somewhere or something as bizarre as a parallel dimension. Not to change the subject and, keeping, and in keeping with that bizarre motif a bit, just what do we honestly make of such strange and mythical creatures as satyrs, centaurs, minotaurs, dragons, gargoyles, griffins, and the list goes on many of which were half-human and half-animal. Again, are all those strange creatures simply the vine-ripened fruit of very fertile imaginations and supposedly were the ancient gods? If one concludes these mythical and apparently trans-dimensional beings, that is, gods, angels, aliens, are simply human inventions, how do we honestly account for such amazing wonders of the ancient world such as the Great Pyramids of Giza? of which many Egyptologists have concluded were constructed in only a few short years. In fact, only recently have we 
had the technology to duplicate those and other such astounding structures. Adding to this strange dilemma is another giant and equally amazing pyramid in Tiwanaku, Mexico. How can this enormous temple pyramid with the same base dimensions and slope design as Giza be possible, that is, if the Giza pyramids were actually built by the Egyptians? The technology appears to have come from the same source, yet on the opposite side of the planet. Adding further mystery, that temple complex in central Mexico is concentric and perfectly mirrors our solar system. But then that should not be so strange considering the three great pyramids of Egypt also perfectly mirror the constellation Orion. Getting even stranger and more unbelievable though are the massive stone structures, which are now mostly destroyed, in Puma Punku, Bolivia. These structures were built using perfectly machined, not hand-carved, interlocking stones weighing as much as 800 tons. These diorite stones are not native to the area and had to be brought in from great distance. In fact, modern archaeologists and scientists have been unable to determine where these massive stone building blocks were quarried, let alone how they were shaped. The only material known even today to cut stone as hard as diorite and granite would be diamond. Considering such a quandary, just where did our ancient ancestors possibly obtain something akin to diamond cutting machines? The engineers, having examined Pumba Punku, have concluded that even today the ability to duplicate such astonishingly machine interlocking stone structures is found wanting. Just as important a question, how were those 800 ton stones transported some 10,000 feet up that mountain in those ancient times? These questions are much more thoroughly addressed in an excellent History Channel documentary called Ancient Aliens. But just how do we explain the oxymoron of so much advanced ancient technology found abundantly across the planet and still being unearthed by archaeologists? In fact, how could unintelligent, superstitious, and unenlightened people have developed something as sophisticated as the ancient astronomical computer with the Antikythera mechanism, which was discovered off the Aegean coast, dating hundreds of years BCE? It was said by the engineers who examined the device it was tantamount to finding a modern airplane in King Tut's tomb. In fact, an ancient machine, much like the Antikythera mechanism, was also found fossilized in solid rock in Kamchatka, Russia. This fossilized machine is estimated to be over a million years old. Finding those ancient fossilized mechanical devices shouldn't be so shocking, though, considering ancient carved models and castings of airplanes from before that era have also been found. Not only did some of those scale models appear airworthy, but when replicated and tested, indeed proved to be flightworthy. Noting the Antikythera device, which is akin to an ancient computer, brings to mind the 13 or so crystal skulls found around the world. The method of crafting these skulls is so advanced as experts are still scratching their heads as to how. One thing they all agree on is they were not done with machines. In addition to the mystery of their craftsmanship, the purpose of the skulls is also unknown. But considering they're made of the same silica computer chips are currently made, some scientists have speculated if properly configured, may be something as sophisticated as an enormous computing and or memory device. In connection to the mystery of the crystal skulls, 
There are the dozen or so ancient Baghdad batteries discovered by archaeologists in southern Iraq. But how can such a thing as ancient batteries be, considering the battery is supposedly a modern invention? Obviously, they were constructed anciently, but what's the point of a battery unless it powers an electrical device? Did they really have electrical devices back then? If so, just what sort of electrical appliance do you suppose they operated? But then, could they have been for the Dendara light bulbs found depicted on the reliefs on the walls of the Temple of Dendara in Egypt? After all, how else do you explain the complete absence of soot that should have been found on the ceilings of that temple if torches had been used? Moving on, we find more great ancient mystery in the Nazca Lines in Peru that cover some 37 square miles but can only be seen for what they are from high altitudes. Who designed them and for what purpose? They obviously were meant for someone flying high overhead, which is the only way they can be seen for what they are. Also in the same area of Peru, we find the inexplicable band of holes. There seems to be no logical rhyme or even reason for such a tremendous undertaking. Also in the same region, the tops of a series of mountains have been removed, leveled, and marked with lines that appear very much like airport lines, as if this were a sky-high airport. The really bizarre thing is that the millions of tons of rock and soil from those mountaintops are simply missing. The rock and earth wasn't just pushed off the side as would be assumed, but was apparently transported elsewhere. But just whom was that landing plateau and many others created? Was it possibly for the ones flying the hundreds of ancient craft found depicted in caves, tombs, and carved artifacts? Again, many of these ancient carvings look shockingly like modern planes complete with cockpit wings and modern aircraft-type tails. In addition to the hundreds of carvings of flying machines found in Mexico, Central America, South America, India, Egypt, and Australia, it is, also just, is it also just a strange coincidence drawings of beings in what appear to be spacesuits were also found? Again, as mentioned before, working prototypes have been made of some of those flying machines, proving they indeed, indeed fly. Aside from the obvious fact these pictorials in Nazca were created for high-flying entities, one of the giant pictures depicted on that desert plane is that of a tiny spider. That spider is so tiny in its actual real size, its genitalia can only be seen with a microscope. Yet, according to scientist Charles Missler, it's depicted there with perfectly proportioned genitalia in its giant reproduction at Nazca. Does that giant rendition of the microscopic genitalia of the spider mean our ancient forefathers had microscopes along with their flying machines? Or maybe, as believed by many, these ancient marvels are simply the tracks or fingerprints of ancient aliens. Speaking of aliens, just who or what are those thousands of government-confirmed UFO sightings? Are they really aliens from other planets? Maybe, as theorized, they're the ones who created those myriads of ancient wonders. After all, that would certainly explain the gods our ancient forefathers worshipped. At any rate, if we're so inclined to adopt the belief that aliens and UFOs are real and from other planets, how is it they do not appear bound by the physics of our known universe? Obviously, they would have to be if from ours or another galaxy, right? These amazing UFOs reportedly have the ability to accelerate and deaccelerate virtually instantaneously. 
They have also mastered the physics-defying ability of making 90-degree turns at extremely high speeds. As shocking as such apparent abilities are, they also seem to be able to disappear and reappear instantly. But again, our known physics simply do not allow such behavior. Considering the abundance of archaeological wonders and our present beliefs, it seems our past and present existence and purpose is a question obscured within a riddle and wrapped up in the bright blue bow of enigma. Obviously, our ancient forefathers wholeheartedly believed what they wrote concerning the ancient gods. But with that thought in mind, wouldn't we be remiss in concluding the religions of this world were not actually founded upon some real knowledge of ancient entities revered as gods? After all, in the grand picture of time, those beliefs have only recently been relegated to myth. Well, with that in mind, is it possible the ancient and supposedly mythical gods such as Ra, Baal, Zeus, Thor, Vishnu, Shiva, and many others really existed and interacted with an ancient humanity as the many ancient writings indicate? How is it possible these ancient gods were not actually real? Since our ancient forefathers were there, or at least far closer to those realities, who are we to just write them off as myths? Maybe our modern educated egos and pride have simply rendered us the new daft. By this point, after discussing so many ancient technologies and achievements discovered, the following questions won't sound that bizarre at all. What if we've actually been devolving rather than evolving as we have been coerced into believing in these supposedly enlightened post-Darwinian times? What if ancient humanity actually possessed far greater understanding and knowledge, not to mention abilities, than we now do? And if such a scenario could possibly be true, what are the odds these ancient gods and other entities still exist and are presently interacting with modern humanity only now without our obvious knowledge? <laughs>